0: This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture, can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect.
1: God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Very excited tonight to have a special guest on. I have Brother Aaron Jackson from yes. All Things Gospel Atlanta. Brother, you yes. want to go ahead and say hello to everybody? How you guys doing? God bless you on this evening. God bless you. Praise God. God is so good. I'm just excited to have Brother Aaron on tonight. Um, yeah. Um, I was just talking to Aaron a few minutes before we really kind of got on about how we even cross paths, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we actually yeah. cross paths via Facebook. I think I had connected with some folks down at um, a ministry down in West Palm Beach, uh, yeah. the David Williams Jesus Ministries, and mm-hmm. and I think we kind of linked up that way a little yeah. bit. And so yeah. uh, I really just want to want to want to take advantage of your brain, you know what I mean? I want to take okay. advantage of 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 um, the things that you've learned with the Lord. And my hope yeah. tonight is that. We can encourage some people because I know that the Lord has you in the space where you're doing some great things for Him with your ministry, uh, with these clothing, the clothing line which we have on right now. Y'all can check this out. So definitely tell them
2: where they can get that. Yeah, Um, man. I was shocked when you had it on. I said, "Did it? Did he get that? Did he?" I didn't know you. I forgot you bought that one. I was thinking something else. I know you bought one. or I know you bought a couple of them, actually, but I forgot you got that one. So I, mean, I saw it. I was like, that's that's mine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still no, I, shocked. <laughs> I, I, I had to get this one. You know I
1: had to represent. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise God. Praise God. Well, yeah, brother, I want to just kind of start um, really just asking, you know, how long have you been walking with the Lord and mm-hmm. how did you really come to know Jesus?
2: Yeah. So I mean, uh, I really didn't grow up in church uh until uh about seventh grade, maybe and my parents they're divorced, so um when I was with my father and we were living in South Carolina at the time, um and my stepmother they were heavy in the church, so I started going to church with them and um but, like I said, I didn't really have any relationship with the Lord then you know a Youth camp, youth group, you know how that how that is, and if um, any of you that, that have been involved in any type of youth group, you know, a lot of it's just fun, uh, and um, you know, socialism or so, socializing, should I say? So, mm-hmm. um, but um, I had the re- when I came to the Lord. I actually didn't come to the Lord through the preaching of the gospels. It's it's interesting. I had a dream um, one night, man, and I was uh, sleeping, obviously, and I was in this dream. It was me and my mother. We were in um, a car together and we were driving down the street and I just knew by the spirit, nothing said anything to me. I just knew that, um, that Jesus was coming back. Like the atmosphere was like fixed for that. Like I just knew it, like Jesus is about to come. Not only did I know that I also had knowledge that where I was at that time, I wasn't going to be with him. Mm so I knew that Jesus was coming and I knew that I wasn't going with him. And, uh, some other things happened in that dream that I don't really remember, but, um, I guess the most important part was that he was coming. I wasn't going. And I woke up from that dream and the fear of the Lord was on me. So heavy. I was so, I was so, uh, afraid. Um, I was, I was, uh, you know, in reverence towards God, but I also had, I was literally legitimately like scared. And, um, But I also knew what I was what I should do. So I told my dad about the dream. and I told my dad I wanted to give my life to the Lord. And so um, he called the youth pastor. And that Sunday I ended up getting baptized. And. um, And then from that point forward, man, I had this fire, I always had this fire, you know, even when I first came to the Lord, man, to uh, to read the word and study it, Uh, teaching the word of God is is my. I'm very comfortable doing that Um, even, you know, sometimes comfortable to the point where it's like, you know, hmm, you know, let me see if I can, you know, it's like sometimes, you know, sometimes you struggle with something because it comes easy to me, but it's only by the grace of God. And when things come easy, especially when it comes to the Lord, it feels like sometimes you feel like, I didn't work hard enough to know this, or I didn't, it's Mm. like for me and it's like, cause I can open the word and I can just get knowledge. I can get understanding and it comes and it just flows. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I've always had that grace, man, to understand the word and to teach it, and that's really what the Lord just you know put on me at that time, man, when I was uh, when I came and gave myself to the Lord, and uh, I knew that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and everything. I, I heard the message, but the Lord literally gave me a dream that was like, "You're not coming, you know, here, you know, the, you're not right." And yeah. I was probably that was two thousand. 2001 maybe I was probably 13 14 years old at the time man so that's that's my coming to Jesus dream there that's amazing uh, testimony really yeah that's but truly
1: amazing because even in yeah. that dream that dream is like the grace of God it is you know as you were, as <laughs> you were speaking it made me think about this scripture it says and I'm paraphrasing some save with fear and others mm. save with compassion you yeah know what I mean and it's yeah. like God knows for some of us we're going to require different methods based on yeah. who we are, our personality yeah. types, what we respond to. Never thought about like that. that. That's true. And so true. I've heard, um, like I'm listening to your testimony and then I've seen testimonies of people that have said that they went to hell and stuff like that and yeah. saw what was going And in a way, yeah. I'm kind of like, man, that that would be great to like keep my fire going and to, to, yeah. to you know, have to fear of God more. But then I'm like, no, nah, i don't need to see all of that
2: <laughs> yeah yeah you know now nah, like the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom it is man and to depart from evil man so yes sir yes yeah. sir man so so you're you're
1: 13 or 14 or so and so now uh-huh. you're you're walking with the lord and you said you get this hunger and stuff like that like that tell me what it what was it kind of like growing up as a teenager fearing the lord because my situation was I kind of went to church up until about 12, and yeah. then 13, I checked out. So it's almost like okay. the inverse of yes. yours. And it's so, the opposite. opposite, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So what was that like being a teenager and going into a young adult, but still having that relationship with Christ?
2: So it's crazy because I remember being in school and uh, I think seventh grade, maybe. And I would bring my Bible to school and I would read it during class. And I remember this one girl um, specifically like saw me. She's like, you're reading the Bible. And I am like, yeah, you know, like I was like hungry and (laughs) like for real. So, you know, but I don't want to make it seem like I was just on fire since then, bro. Like, uh, you know, from that point. And because what happened was, man, I lost that fire, bro. You know, I was in seventh grade on fire and then I only remember what what disrupted it, you know, probably just the flesh, life, you know, being uh, peer pressure. I don't remember any specific moment, at least in that part of my life Mm -hmm. where the fire, the passion was disrupted. Um, I do, the Holy Spirit is bringing this back to me. I know one of the things um, that I tell people is, and this isn't to put blame on anyone else, but I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Um, It wasn't taught on. He wasn't taught on, Um, you know, sanctification that wasn't taught on, you know, um, you know, living by faith that wasn't taught on. So I guess the atmosphere that I was in at that time really wasn't there to cultivate that type of longevity in my faith. So I kind of just. I remember, man, bro, I would probably get saved like every camp we went to. Uh, yeah. Like uh-huh. and I got saved. So I got saved so many times, mm-hmm. rededicated my life so many times that my youth pastor was like, hey, this is the last time. Wow. Yeah. So, yes, the Lord. But see, I remember, though, like I remember like one of the times specifically giving my life back to Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And like feeling this passion and this desire to 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 do what is right but knowing that there's nothing in me to do what's right like i knew i was going to sin again mm. you know um mm. and again i didn't know about the holy ghost i didn't know about you know being dead to sin and you know i didn't understand that so with that lack of understanding i also lacked power um mm. and uh and i believe that's the way I, that's the reason why i was what i the reason why I was the way that I was, you know, just back and forth because I didn't understand and I didn't have the teaching there to help cultivate me and my spirit, man, to help my new man to to grow up and to mature in Christ and to and to dominate, you know, flesh and my soul. So um, but I do remember that. And I remember looking up one night, man, like I had just rededicated my life to the Lord. And I remember like looking at the stars, bro. I was like, Jesus, can you just come back now? Because I don't want to sin again. Like. I just wow. want to be like, you know, like it was in my heart mm-hmm. to be righteous, and to and to and to and to break the cycle of sin. But I don't even know if I like had any desire. I don't even know if I had any knowledge that I could break cycles of sin. Wow. It was just like I knew that I was going to do something that I didn't want to do. Romans seven, and mm-hmm. have no power in me that I knew of that would. That would allow me to, 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 to resist. I didn't know about denying yourself. I didn't know about picking a cross. I didn't I didn't know about any of that, man. I don't yeah. remember any of that being taught, bro. So
1: Right. And so that this is important because we're talking about walking by faith and your faith walk. You know what I mean? And yeah. Some yeah. in the in the faith walk, people can have the stumbles, like what you're explaining. And so yeah. this is so important because what I'm hearing is that. Maybe if you if you had knowledge of the expectation of God, yeah. um, the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. it would have become more of a reality to you yes. to to live a more godly lifestyle. Is that what you're yes. saying? It almost reminds me of that yeah. scripture, where it's like, um, as many as as uh, became sons of God, He gave them power to power. become sons yeah. of God. yeah. You know, it's John, like yep. the power is in the Word, but yeah. there was. Certain elements of power that you had not
2: gotten oh, access yeah. to because yeah. it
1: wasn't being taught to you.
2: Yeah, it wasn't being taught. And, you know, at that point in my life, you know, I was reading the Bible, you know, well, when I first started, when I got saved, like I was on fire, I was reading the word like boom, 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 you know, but then it just kind of died off. And then, you know, so I wasn't getting that knowledge. So, you know, that's part of that's my fault, you know, for that, you know, um, for not reading. But, you know, being at a church, having a local church and being at that church for from from since the time I moved with my dad. So like seventh grade through high school. Five years. Being there five years. Like. And not remembering anything. Taught on that, like, you know, that also played a role into why. I'm sure not just me, but many others were, you know, kind of just stuck in that spot. Yeah. But and I guess that's, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, I wouldn't say it motivates me. That particular part of my life motivates me, but I understand that people need that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I go so, you know, um hard on the gospel. My wife makes a joke. She's like, She's like, when you don't know what to preach, you just be like, turn to Romans 6. It's like, let's turn to Romans 6. And I just started laughing. Yeah. It's yeah. like my it's like my favorite chapter to go to. Yeah. Turn to Romans 6. She was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but yes, man, you know, understanding the gospel is necessary in order for you to grow. And uh, that's what I that's. So that's what I do, man. Yeah, that's powerful, man. It's like the word has to go forth. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Like God, God has a way that He wants to grow His church. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's you know, who He's given is for the perfecting of the Saints, you know what I mean, the maturing of the Saints, um, for the working of the ministry. And it's like, yeah. how can we really move in what God is desiring us to move in if we're still stuck on like the elementary things, you know what I yes. mean? Like yes. the church could be, and I'm not just trying to like talk about the church, but we could all be more effective. Um, if we could conquer inner space a little bit more mm. personally, and then be released to kind of go outward, you know what mm. I mean. But that's good for a lot of situations, a lot of people. You know what I mean. It's like are still in that development phase. You know what I mean. And we're yeah. always learning, regardless of what what God has you doing. Each of us is always learning yeah but then it's like, man, we could be so much more effective if the word was really going forth, yeah, and so you're saying that didn't necessarily motivate you per se, but I noticed that you do a lot of teaching now, yeah so so do you feel like that whole situation kind of put- kind of like pushed you into that teaching thing, or do you feel like that was just always gonna be
2: the case? Well, I think the gift of teaching was always there, um Maybe subconsciously, you know, I'm motivated. I can't say like, yes, uh, I do understand that understanding the gospel is necessary in order to see the fruit of the gospel in your life. It's necessary. Like you really want to be free from sin. You know, not saying that you'll never sin again, but breaking cycles of sin, like what Jesus promised us. It's a fruit of the gospel to break cycles of sin you really want that, you have to understand it and, uh, you know, to be diligent in your studies, you know, and, and believe. So that I understand because I experienced that, you know, the things that I used to do in my former life. I don't do. I don't practice, you know. And then there there are things that maybe did carry over that I know how to break it. I know what it takes. And it's not. It's not me putting my flesh in it, you know, trying to break it. It's staying diligent in the truth of God's word. You know, the Bible says that God rewards those who diligently seek him. And I believe I I truly believe that. um, One of the many rewards of God is to be free from sin. Breaking cycles. I really believe that everything that we that the gospel promises us. We can have in every area of our life. You know, I really believe that. Um, and so I pursue that and I teach to pursue that. But as far as like me thinking in my mind, like this happened when I was a kid, you know, and I believe there's a connection, but it's not in my mind when I teach. It's just like, I mean, I've actually experienced this. I've experienced freedom through my understanding of the gospel. So, um, So that's how that works, man, for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I definitely get it. You know, um, for my situation, you know, my faith walk kind of started later in life. Okay. Um, I mentioned I did. I went to church. I grew up in church basically until about 12 years old and then around 13 or so. I just didn't want to go and my mom didn't fight me on it. My dad never really went like that. Yeah. But My mom would kind of bring me around, but my parents weren't really like, um, they didn't bear the fruits of being Christians, right? Yeah, It's just yeah. going to churches is something that you're supposed to take your kid to do. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, what ended up happening was all the way up until about 28 years old, I just lived. How I wanted to live, you know, for the most yeah. part, I fl- would fluctuate between atheist and agnostic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when I got to 28, I had this encounter with the Lord and, uh, you know, I, be- I was born again and stuff like that. And I just became motivated because I went from not knowing that the Lord was real to knowing that he was real and that the Bible was and that the Bible is true. And so I was just kind of like, everybody needs to understand this because this is vital. You know what I mean? Like, this is nothing to play with. Like, like everybody needs to understand that Jesus Christ is real. And yeah. when I when I got saved, you know what I mean? It was like this crazy date around 2012 where the Mayans were saying that the world was supposed to mm. end or something <laughs> like that. I remember that, yeah. And so I had this mentality like, if the Lord saved me, then the world must be about to end. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? So it kind of <laughs> like put this real urgency on me. Yeah. So yeah. I, I had like this super zeal because of that. And mm-hmm. so it's just amazing how when the Lord really uh, gets a hold of you and, and, and we come into the knowledge of who he is, we are literally on fire. Like he puts that that fuel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so. So what I want to ask you, just talking about the faith walk is, yeah, um, get into the place where you, you get into that mode and now you're leading a ministry down there in Atlanta and, you know, doing all of the, the other things for the Lord. Um, what can you tell us about on this faith walk, how to, how to maintain
0: the zeal for the Lord?
2: Yeah. Well, let's go back a little bit. Um, let's go back. Uh, because I want to get to where you said, but I want to touch on this first, if I can. Yeah, take your time. So, around 2011 and 2012 is when I rededicated my life to the Lord. 2010, Between 2010 and 2012, somewhere up in there. And uh, I remember being on fire again. And ended up slipping back into that cycle. So, let me tell you what happened. I was... Literally diligent in the word. Like I was like getting revelation, getting understanding. You know, I was I was attending a particular church at this time. Um, and then, like, I remember because you talk about fire and maintaining. Let me tell you how I slipped again uh, when it came to being diligent in the word. I was so diligent in the word. I was sitting down one day in front of the TV, but the TV was playing. And I was reading the Bible, bro. And let me tell you how the devil deceived me through the scriptures, Just like he tried to do with Jesus in the wilderness. I saw a proverb that says, too much, too much study will make one weary. And in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm too studying too much. Let me just, bro, from that moment, the fire, like once I made a decision that that was true, like the fire that God had given me from up until that point, was gone, bro. Wow. Was gone. So the devil has always been fighting me on fire. Mm-hmm. And and just being honest, man. Be transparent. Uh, that fire that I had then. I don't know if I've ever experienced that same level of fire. Mm-hmm. I have fire. You know. But that level of fire was different. Yeah. And. And, and maybe it is to say, maybe it's more, I mean, but to, but to me, it's like, I feel like I lost something. And I'm always trying to get back to that place in my mind. Like, well, I want that fire back. I got fire, brother, but we know that fire comes in measures, right? The yeah. spirit comes in measures. Um, The grace comes in measures. The mm. gifts come in measures. And uh, I I truly believe that you know, the grace that I had then is 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 more than what I have now. Even though I'm doing more mm-hmm. and I'm effective in the kingdom, like I'm always looking back, like, man, if I can just get back to that. I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel so, the same way. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, to answer your question, when you talk about maintaining fire man don't be deceived mm. like don't there's no such thing as too much study of the word wow there's no such thing as that like that thing just took me that and it's the word of god that you know did god say really you know go ahead and eat you know what i mean like he said this mm-hmm. you know like i was deceived man you know i i literally jumped off when jesus when the devil told jesus to jump off the building and the angels would save him i jumped bro Mm-hmm. I jumped and, uh, and, and of course I was spared because of my ignorance and my heart for God wasn't to, you know, to like abandon him, but, or, or maybe there was something in me that wanted a break. I don't know. I can't really think, but I was deceived, bro. And, uh, that took the fire away from me. And I believe that, you know, I've always been, you know, like, I'm gonna go back to that place. We'll get back to that place. Yeah. But uh, I think it keeps me going as well. I think it keeps me going. But that's just to answer your question, you know, as far as the fire, man. Don't be deceived. Just keep yeah. studying.
1: That's critical, man. I'm working keep on keep being diligent.
2: Little, yeah. Yeah. I'm working on a little
1: um spoken word type thing called wrong turn. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of based upon okay, I was on this particular path, or I was uh-huh. you know, going, but somewhere along the line. I made a wrong turn. And so I'm really trying to like, it's it's amazing that you were able to pinpoint that, mm-hmm. you know, being able to actually identify that is a grace of God, because it's like, now, yeah. you know, I'm not to make this same mistake again. Yeah. And I know the enemy, he does that often is he will have, I call them fire extinguishers. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that he'll try to do that will try to put out the flame because what we got to understand is that when we're on fire like that, we, we're a very problem, a problem. for yes. the yes. kingdom of darkness. You know what yes. I mean? It's, it's literally like if it's, there's a basketball game and mm-hmm. they just put a player that, that came off the bench or something and, and maybe he doesn't. But he's just like lighting up the other team and he's on pace to get 50. It's like if you're that coach, you're like, look, I don't care what you got to do, but but stop him. <laughs> yeah, You know what yep. I mean? And that's what yep. happens is because light shines and darkness We know that the darkness comprehended it not. So it's like he sees that and then we become a threat. So it's almost like when we face adversity in our walk, you know, when something comes to shake our faith or something comes to derail us, it's almost like an, an indictment of the fact that we're moving and growing and being effective in the kingdom. Yeah,
2: yeah, yes. Yes, man. Absolutely, bro. So we got to keep that fire. And Think about fire. You got to cultivate it, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to stay diligent. And it's not a works thing. It's not like, oh, I got to do this. You know, it's like, like when I talk about fire, like I feel it in my chest. Like when I talk about serving God and when I talk about doing for the Lord, like it, faith rises up in me. It's not like it's just like, oh, I got to do this today because, you know, that's what the Bible says. Like, no, for some people that may be like be that way from in the beginning, but when you mature in the Lord, man, it's like that thing rises up in you, and it's like you get this you get this feeling of conviction, and not a bad conviction, but you feel this conviction or this assurance, which what that's what faith is. It's the assurance, mm-hmm. conviction of things hopeful. I get that in me, and it rises up, and it's, it burns. You know, it's like a burning bush in in my heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know what to do. So. Yeah. I call it like a holy burden.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're burdened to do yep. something for the Lord. That's that's really how a lot of ministry kicks off is it's just yeah. like we see a problem or we see something that needs to be done. And the Lord yeah. can place this thing on us where it's like, unless I do something about this. I won't be satisfied. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I so long as this problem exists you know i won't be at peace or at least i won't be at peace with me not doing anything about it yeah you know that yeah. that was kind of like something that sort of propelled me um ministry wise and so so did you experience yeah. anything like that with all things gospel
2: no what 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 brought us man that's a whole story in itself but to get to that to get to your question The thing that propelled us in ministry was another dream. Um, (laughs) you know, we were living in, uh, not West Palm. We were living in Daytona at the time prior to West Palm. And, um, I had a dream to move to Atlanta and I knew that God had ministry there for us. I didn't know what type of ministry. I just knew that there was an, a ministry assignment in Atlanta. And so um, I woke up like three o'clock in the morning, man. And when I woke up at three o'clock in the morning, I was crying and I, I woke my wife up and I, I think I woke her up or she was already up. And I was like, the Lord just like made it clear to move to Atlanta. And let me, let me be honest with you. I don't even remember like what the dream was. I think my like stepdad was in it or whatever. And they were living in Atlanta at the time. But like I had that dream, and I woke up in in tears, crying, and uh, and that's when I knew that that's the beginning that I the beginning of me having knowledge that God had something for us to do, and He had a place for us to do it. You know, a specific city, and uh, that was Atlanta.
1: Man, yeah, that's amazing. So up until that point, you know, you're living in Florida, so now the Lord is taking you on this faith walk to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And that's just an amazing thing because um, the thing about walking with the Lord is that he can commission us to do anything at any time. You know what I mean? Um, He's a general, you know, and we're kingdom soldiers. So it's like we never really know what he will have in store unless he reveals it to us. Yeah. (laughs) And so, it's just so important to um, to have that uh, devotion, but also that level of faith. So, yeah. so how did you feel about being called to move to Atlanta? Like, were you comfortable in Florida? Did you grow up in Florida yeah. or what?
2: No, I grew up in South Carolina. Well, my dad was in the Army. So, I, I was, in my younger years, up until third grade, like my parents divorced in third grade. So, any everything before third grade, like I was born in Seattle, Washington. I don't remember anything about Seattle. <laughs> And went to Alaska. I remember Alaska. And then we moved to Sacramento. And then that's when my parents divorced. And then everybody came back east. Well, my mother came back east. My dad's from Florida. My mom's from South Carolina. So we came back to South Carolina. So from third grade through high school, I was in South Carolina. But there was a small stint, um, like around sixth, seventh grade, my mom moved To Atlanta. She moved here and I moved with her. But then I stayed here for like maybe a year or so. Then my dad ended up moving to South Carolina and I ended up living, coming to move with my dad back in South Carolina. So I was in Atlanta when I was in like sixth grade for like, um, you know, a year or half a year or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I went back to South Carolina. So, um, so you've been pretty much used to moving, you know, at that time, yeah. 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 Cool, yeah. Cool. Cool. Which is probably why I love traveling. I like to travel, man. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So how long has the church been up and running? Um, The church has been up and running. It started off, honestly, as a evangelism and just preaching the gospel. But when people started to come, you know, I wanted to also make sure that uh people understood um, the scriptures that were coming you know, to our, uh, to our meetings at the time. I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was pastoring at the time, you know, but uh, that was back in 2018. And we started to have little meetings and then do a little, uh, do some evangelism out in the streets and things like that. But it wasn't until COVID, prior to COVID, maybe, maybe, yeah, COVID is when we really started to take off in the ministry aspect, the pastoring, you know, um, because the people that were that we were that we were uh, ministering to, and that was ministering to us, wanted they wanted to be taught, they mm-hmm. wanted to have service, and my wife was not only one person, but someone else. They both uh, had confirmed years prior. Uh, One guy at the church that you mentioned, uh, Jesus Ministries, and then my wife as well, they had to confirm years prior that, yeah, you know, God has called you to pastor. And so when that opportunity presented itself, when the need was there and and I was already called to do it, I knew that this was the next step. And so, um, so it started off with evangelism and then it transitioned into pastoring. So that's where we are now. So the ministry started in 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah
1: praise yeah. God. It's amazing, man. Um, yeah. to just really see that it's actually kind of inspirational. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to see the Lord move like that. Yeah, um, and to see how everything kind of comes about. Yeah, yeah man. I, 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 I'm just grateful. I'm able to catch some of the teachers here and there on the YouTube yeah. channel. And, yeah. um, they're truly a blessing. Um, I think the one thing that really, uh, that really like, kind of piqued my attention about you. It was one time, this was years ago. I don't know what I was going through at the time, but there was something where I was asking the Lord a question about why he saved me the way he did or something like that. And you were doing an exhortation. It wasn't with the church. It was like maybe in your car or something like that. And I can't remember it exactly, but it was something about the way that he had called Abraham. You know what I mean? And how he called Abraham a certain type of way. But then he really didn't start to sanctify him until later on down the line. You know? Yeah. And I think in that moment, God has spoke to me. And I was just like, man, you know what? When Brother Aaron, come on. I'm going to listen to what he got to say. You know what (laughs) I mean?
2: (laughs) Amen, brother. Amen. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The folks on my channel, they know I don't don't have a life. So I just be watching like random Christians
2: and stuff like that. (laughs) I ain't got nothing else to do, but God is good. Yeah, man. No, definitely man. I, I'm grateful that the Lord used that message, man, and, um, you know, to bless you and to give you understanding.
1: Yeah. Praise God, man. So so that's that's just so important because, you know, we talk about ordered steps. Um, yeah, because the Lord will put us on the path, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll order the steps in our obedience. We walk in the steps. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. it's good to see the fruit of what happens when somebody is actually obedient enough to kind of step out. Yeah. You know, is there anything that you had to overcome as far as just ministry wise or just in your walk period where it's just like, man, I know the Lord has has called me to do this or asked me to do this. Um, Were there any any barriers that you faced in walking in that?
2: to be honest with you man there were there were trials and tribulations but nothing moved me to the point where i was like man i'm i'm done with this or to where it's like uh i don't know if this is gonna work you know like i've never doubted um what i'm supposed to be doing when it comes to pastoring and evangelism never doubted there in teaching it's just there have been obstacles that had to be overcome circumstances that you have to go through and because see you got to be tried and because a person that's tried is a person that will endure mm. and if like it's, it's almost like you know like the bible says don't exalt you know someone who just came in the faith uh, because he's a novice and he'll be puffed up or talks about, you know, a person, um, you know, that that's tried, but falls away, you know, like tr- when you're, when you're tried by circumstances and you're tried by situations, it's, it's there to, to build endurance. First, well, that's one of the reasons, but one of the other reasons is to prove you and to, to show, to see if, and this is not, God's not trying to see if you're going to give up, but the enemy does. And God does allow the enemy to test. Mm. And um, God does test, not when it comes in re- relations to sin, that he does test like he did with Abraham, you know, and in uh, other various situations in scriptures. But when it comes to trials and tribulations, like you're going to face that. And Joseph is a prime example, you know, like he was, had all these dreams and you know, all these things that God was showing him, you know, about him being this 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 ruler and his family serving him. And but then like everything just kind of like went left field. And for what, 14 years? He was like, he went through the ringer. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, like Jesus, you know, Jesus is a king. He's going to reign on this earth, he's gonna reign forever. He's going to reign on this earth for a thousand years. We're going to reign forevermore. But when he was on earth, he was not a king, you know, um, he, he, he came to earth and he was tried and he was tested and he did not sin. and He endured even death. And through all of that, he was, ex- after he endured, he was exalted to that mm-hmm. position that we, that he has been given. And, God has something for us. He has a position, not only in this life, but in the next life in the kingdom. Like angels have uh, even the angels that are with God. Now they were tried. They were tried with in heaven with Lucifer because a third of the angels fell. They were also tried and those that fell away did not get to be on the assignment with the humans <laughs> mm. God made the humans. And, and now they are ministering spirits, sent to minister to those who inherit eternal life. Well, in the next life, we're going to be reigning with Christ. We're going to have power over the nations. He's only going to give that power to those that endure mm-hmm. that have proof, you know, through patient endurance that they love God. And, um, But even for the positions in this life in the calling in this life, you know, you got to go through it, man. And that. So my faith has never like when it came to the calling, I I personally never doubted it. I don't have that issue with that, um, with that, with ministry. But as far as facing trials, yes.
1: Man, there was something you said in there that kind of stood out to me a little bit when you were speaking and you were saying those that will endure um showing that they love god yeah w- what is the fuel for endurance would you say that it is the love of god is it is it other stuff? Yeah, i, believe it's, yeah, I believe it's a yeah, mixture yeah i believe it's a mixture man
2: you know a mixture of love a, a mixture of love for god a mixture for love for people uh, and also a fear Like, bro, I know that if I, like, turn my back on what I know that I'm supposed to be doing, like, bro, I I already know, like, things not going to go well for me. You know, like, if I just say, you know what, God, don't want this anymore. I want to kind of do my own thing. Like, I'm not saying that God won't come after me like the prodigal, but I know too much Mm -hmm. to just, like, turn back and not be afraid. I would be afraid, bro. I'm just saying, I'm not afraid of God in this position that I'm in now, like, as a son, like, I'm not afraid of him. You know, he's my father. But if I abandon what, and and I forsake, you know, what he has called for me to do, you know, that fear is going to come upon me, whether that fear be legitimate or not. I'm going to, I'm going to be fearful because I know that I know what I'm supposed to be doing that I'm not doing. And that's a healthy fear of God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of folks like I'm not understanding <laughs> yeah. the fear of God. But this is the thing, I don't want to go back either. So right. you know, so add that in there with it. Like I know that if I go back, you know, it's gonna be what it is, but I don't wanna go back. Like why would I wanna leave this relationship with God? You know, there he he doesn't make me afraid, you know. Um mm. he's gracious towards me, he loves me, uh he does chastise me, he does rebuke me. But you know, the Lord is merciful. The Lord is good. The Lord is gracious. He's long-suffering. Like that's what I've experienced from God. And there's no, there's no need for me to, like, I want to do what He wants me to do. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always liken it to a
1: relationship with your parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you said, God is our Father. We're born again believers, yeah. and so it's like, uh, you know you get an F on your report card, the first thing that the student says, my mom is gonna kill me, my dad's gonna kill yeah. me, you know what I mean? It's like, there's a reverence, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? There, there's an understanding that there's an expectation, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, but at the same time, it's birthed out of love. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it, there's yeah. the love with it. And so we can be motivated by so many things, man. It's like the carrot and the stick, you know, to mm-hmm. move a donkey, you can incentivize people. You can chastise people, but it really all kind of comes down to um, what that person needs, what's going on in that situation, things like that. Um, But the adversity, you know, one thing I was thinking about when we were talking about kind of like the, um, you know, the fire and stuff like that is I feel like hope is a motivator. Mm. You know, there's a scripture that talks about, Mm. um, I think it says something about the helmet of hope, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And there's so much darkness around us now. This is something I struggle with a little bit. I'm, I'm getting better with it. But it can be so dark that it can almost like infringe on my hope a little bit. Mm. But I realize when I get into that mindset, I'm focusing too much on what's going on in the world yeah. and not enough on Christ. Yeah. Because really the, the darker it gets, the brighter the body the of Christ light. should shine. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like a, a wonderful opportunity. Um, But just finding yeah. that way to to stay motivated and to just focus on, on God instead of the narrative. Because it's always which narrative am I going to pay attention to? Or am I going to pay yeah. attention to what the enemy says and yeah. what the world says? Or am I going to pay attention to what the word of God says about the
2: situation? See, this is the thing, hope. Mm -hmm. you pay attention to the storm and not Jesus. Wow. That's what just came to me. Like, Mm -hmm. we pay attention to the storm and not Jesus. And when we look at Jesus, the storm is still going. Like, the storm ain't going to stop, bro. Like, everything that's going on in this world, Jesus said it's going to increase. Yeah. But if you focus on the storm, you're going to sink. And that, that's that hope. Right. And then but if you focus on Jesus, you can walk on water like, bro, like Noah walked on water, bro. Mm-hmm. Think about it. You know, like in his in his art like he could have focused on the storm and drowned. Or he focused on God and lived. like the situation that he was in. You know, that was a situation to die in. Like You should have died, but you were only kept because you focus on God. And um, because you got faith in God and you did what God said, you built the ark. For us, it's the same thing. Like there's a lot going on in the world today, you know, but this is the one thing that I tell many of my brothers and sisters, man, you know, especially on the YouTube community, bro, and Facebook, social media, like we pay, and I was like this and I'm going to tell you what, what the Lord showed me, but we pay a lot of attention to. Christian content that focuses on worldly issues Mm. to the point where we miss out on we pay attention to the tree of knowledge and not the tree of life wow like what's going on oh man you see that you know Grammys oh they all they all sinners (laughs) repent repent (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, bro, that's the tree of knowledge, bro. We know them people wicked, man. Mm-hmm. What about the tree mm-hmm. of life, though? You know, like, I'm not saying that somebody shouldn't have stood up and rebuked them. They should have, but that's between right. them and God. But every year, bro, we're talking about Christmas. Every year, we're talking about Easter. Every year, we talk talking about the Grammys. Every Man, mm-hmm. it's just like, like, let's focus on Jesus, man. Let's focus yeah. on the gospel. I've made a post today about the revival that I told you about that broke out in Kentucky that's still going on. Mm-hmm. If I made a post about the Grammys and I did a video about the Grammys, I have so many likes Man. by Christians. If I make yeah. a post about revival, you get five likes, six likes. Like people, they, they don't want that. That doesn't stir them up. They don't believe it. Wow. Like they or or they like oh, I mean, let me let me try to figure out if that's fake. You know, like. But that's what that, but that's what, you know, a, a lot of Christian content has cultivated. It's cultivated um, controversy, and so you always in controversy in mind. You you can only only thing you can do is look for controversy. What's the next mm-hmm. pastor that stepped down? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't know these things, but let me tell you something. One time, years ago, I was in my uh, living room, and I always had a hunger for the end times. That's one the gospel and the end times are two of my strong areas. But I and I've always knew that I had a desire for the end times, uh, a calling for the end times. But one day when I, back in the, some years ago, I wasn't following the Lord like I should, but you know what I was doing? I was looking for information about end times. Mm-hmm. And I remember opening up the book of revelation sitting in my, in my uh, house. I opened up the book of revelation And I began to read, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly. He said, you want information from me about the end times, and you only want to spend time with me. Wow. Same thing happened when I used to do music. And I still do music, but I used to Mm -hmm. do it heavily back then. I would wake up, go straight to the studio. Mm -hmm. Making beats, rapping, singing, whatever. One day I woke up. I was convicted, like, I'm doing this for Jesus, but like, I'm not spending no time with Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I gave up, I gave up music. I gave up music for like three years, bro. I gave it up to Mm. spend more time in the work. Um, It reminds me of the song, uh, reminds me of what someone said, I think his name uh, was Jonathan uh, McReynolds. He said, I'm doing a lot for God, but I'm not spending any time with God, Mm. you know? Mary and Martha yeah so yeah. yes 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 like bro like she's like trying to fix up everything like Jesus is here let me let me go in the kitchen like Jesus is here you want to be in the kitchen <laughs> you know like I'm about to be like at his feet right now like like bro like I want to go to Kentucky right now like I was mm-hmm. about to call you like hey bro uh I'm making it. I'm going <laughs> like I want to go bro
1: yeah. You yeah, know, like
2: yeah. even if it turns out to be not be something. But I don't think that's the case. My heart doesn't like my spirit doesn't tell me that. I could be wrong though. I- I'm willing to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It could be nothing or I could just be missing and move a move of God. I mean, yeah. but but God can come here, like my wife said, God can God can come here and, and the Lord has already dealt with me. Like be watching the videos like and crying and the Holy Spirit like dealing with me like like Yes. Like the Holy Spirit dealt with me. And I'm just like, I'm having revival right now. And this is happening, you know, five hours away. But, you know, I still want to be there. But the Holy Spirit, like, just dealt with me this morning, man. You know, and yeah, but this is but that's what many Christians, man. We, And if I can offer any advice to anyone, you know, on social media, you know, that 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 watches a lot of Christian content you just have to be careful about uh, how much of that controversial things you take in, especially if it's... Um, because that's what it's going to do, you know, Greg, like you said, you, God is working on you with that. It's just going gonna, gonna to rob that hope from you. Mm-hmm. Like, I need that hope to burn. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I need to do, man, I need to, like, put some more of that oil, that hope oil in me, mm-hmm. you know, and uh and that's how we're going to get through it but again that's not to say that we shouldn't talk about these issues yeah it's not to say that we
1: yeah yeah i feel you on it man i I definitely get what you're saying uh yeah that's something i think about sometimes i'm like you know what if i if i were to cover this topic on the channel you know what i mean i would get a Uh lot more subscribers a lot more views Mm-hmm. I try to maintain a certain integrity about yeah. um, the channel, you know, mm-hmm. and that's not to say that the people that cover it don't all have integrity or not. You yeah. know what I mean, um, it's not to say that it's insincere, mm-hmm. but it's just to say that if I did it, I know that I would only be doing it because I'm trying to, you know, yep. elevate whatever it is uh-huh. instead of doing it organically. You know what yep. I mean? So, yeah, um, it's really a matter of the heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the stuff that we're doing, the question is like, what is the motivation behind what I'm doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. The thing you said about cutting back on uh, on the music for three years, that's powerful because it shows that your priorities were, you know, that you understood that you're really your only priority is Jesus. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, the Lord got on me one time where I was. I was kind of saying to myself, like, I need to get my prior- priorities together. I need to prioritize the Lord, da, da, da. And what the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that season was that my my issue was that I have priorities, mm. you know what I mean? Because with Mary and Martha, he said one thing is needful. Mm. So, what? and I'm not saying this is for everybody else, but for me, it should be that, listen, I go to the Lord first and then he lets me know what all my what all my so-called tasks or priorities are after that.
2: You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That's it's true. So, it's so important. Yeah. That's yeah. true, man. That's true, man. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, praise that's God, man. God is so yeah.
1: good, brother. I don't really see too many questions going on um in the chat, but I I just thank everybody for joining in I'm excited to have yeah. brother brother Aaron on. Yeah. Um, you know, just I'm glad we had this conversation about um kind of like your walk with the Lord and 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 your journey and stuff like yeah. that. Um, you know, glad to have you on, man. Cause I know if you're on, I, I can take the night off. You know what I mean? I know, Brother yep. Aaron, very, <laughs> very um astute um man of God. So I'm just yeah. glad I can sit back, kick my shoes off. I want you to take <laughs> the last few minutes and kind of tell us a little bit about about the clothing line that you and your wife have
2: yeah man so um their clothing line is anointed express apparel my brother has on the justified by his blood hoodie okay I got on the faithful shepherd here and you know this is a born again him right here and I got some some other ones here but basically what what uh what this uh you know this is a ministry and what what this ministry is about is about um, advancing the gospel through clothing, you know, um, and, uh, you know, making clothing that not only looks good, but also is conversational pieces that, um, will point people to Jesus, you know, or, uh, edifying pieces because not everybody needs to be converted. You know, some, some believers just need to be, um, edified. So edified, you know, by the clothing and um, also, it's an evangelism tool as well. If you struggle with, you know, how to break conversations and things like that, you know, you wear a shirt that says born again on it. You know, somebody might say, well, what's that mean? Or you might get in a conversation with a believer and I might say, you know, where'd you get that hoodie at? You know, and you could mm-hmm. say, hey, I got it from here. You know, oh, and you get into a conversation. Do oh, you, you believe in Jesus? Yeah. Do you know what it takes to be born again? You know, if they don't if they if they don't know, then show them the scriptures, you know. And um, so that's that's why we started the ministry, man. And this is an area of my life that I did not see. I didn't see myself doing this, brother. Um, I thought I was just a pastor, street preacher. And I knew that I had a calling in music as well. But um, I never seen this. And so when I got into it, talk about faith, right? You talk about faith. Mm-hmm. When I got into it, I struggled with this because there's a lot of it takes a lot to do this. Um, people may not know, but especially when it's just two people and my wife has her own business. So I'm I'm really doing a lot of the behind the scene things. Um, it takes a lot, man. And I struggled with. You can ask my wife, like, I would ask, like, you think I'm supposed to be doing this? Because, you know, I watch videos on, you know, other other uh, Christian companies, clothing companies, and what it takes them to do it. And the clothing and, you know, getting into the realm of fashion. You know, mm-hmm. I try to keep balance. And I know people know me, at least on social media, you know, people tend to respect you know, what I say or or my opinion or maybe, and then some people don't. But nevertheless, you know, I try to use integrity on social media and that, that's built over the years. So when I went into clothing and I'm taking pictures and stuff, in my mind, I'm like, I mean, these cats going to think I done went all left field, you know, <laughs> they're going to think, you know, this brother is selling the gospel. You know, I had somebody come to me and say that to me, but, really, you yeah. know, but, you know, one thing a brother said to me, man, uh, on Facebook, when my wife did a live, we said, on uh, was on Facebook. A brother said to me, um, I told her, I said, you know, I struggled with, you know, um, doing, um, what doing this because I first, because I'd never seen it. And I know it involves a lot of work and I know my first priority is with God when it came to pastoring, you know? Um, so I was like, man, I don't want to like, you know mess with that, I don't want to like take too much time for this. But I said, One of my main reasons was like, I don't know because I've never seen this, and because I have dreams a lot, or I dream and God shows me things. If you should, I've never seen this, so I said that to a brother, and he said, oh, Yeah, Noah never saw himself building a boat, mm. So like, it's like.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Right, got me. <laughs> yeah. You know, so and I believe I was straight from the Holy Spirit, man, you know? Wow. So yeah. So with this, you want to talk about adversity? Should I do it? Should I not? Yeah. I felt that. I know what that feels like. Preaching. Nah bro, I don't I don't have no doubts about that. I'm I'm we we in there with that. Mm-hmm. But this, because I know I'm learning, I'm coming to know what it really takes. You know, uh it's like, uh, and, but and this the thing, it. huh? Um, go ahead, you go. But this is the thing. I love doing it though. Right, I love doing it. Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, with that being uh, said, like I don't like despise doing. Like I love sitting down and ironing the clothes out, shooting photos, and doing video edits. And I had to learn so much, you know, yeah. in the video editing and. But I already knew some, to some extent, you know, camera options. and. But you know what, man? My wife has two iPhones. I do everything. Everything you see, I do on, a, on an iPhone, either a 12 wow. or a 13. Everything. I don't have a $1,000 camera, or I don't. You know, yeah. everything is done on the iPhone. Like, this camera you see now, is clear. It's on an iPhone. All those photos, iPhone. So I learned watching YouTube, man. You can do this with an iPhone. Let me show you how to do T-shirt markers with iPhone. All this stuff. So everything that you see from me about this clothing line is is every picture, every video. It is an iPhone, bro. Man. And video
1: editing. So I'm gonna tell, tell you what I like about it, man. I really like the designs. Um, yeah. I like the like what y'all did with the colors. Hopefully everybody can. Let me move the uh, little ties out the way. Uh, very good quality. You know what I mean? Very good quality. I like the way that it frames, you know, yeah. frames the body, just cut very well. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, affordable. You know, it's just so much I like about it. But I was going to ask you, man, if it was exciting, because what you explained was kind of how I felt when the Lord called me to start making music. Mm-hmm. It was totally out of left field, Um, had never done anything like that before. And mm-hmm. because of what you were saying and how people is sort of esteem you, you yeah. know, ministry wise, I had those same reservations. I'm like, man, now I'm just like a Christian rapper or something. Now like, <laughs> I mean, most of the people on my channel probably don't even like it or they think it's a devil. So I had yeah, take yeah. a long time to pray about that, man. Yeah. Um, And really just step out on that faith, you know? And so, so often we think about faith as like a, a challenge and it usually is, but yeah, um, I think from what you explain what you're doing and from what I experienced with the rap thing, it's like sometimes the Lord will cause you to step out on faith in a way that's going to bless and reward you and excite you beyond what you even expected. You know, yeah. what I mean? like it's yeah. something new because you said you you always knew you could teach and you knew the word and you've been studying this since practically middle school. But it's like. Yeah. He put you on this new thing, and it's like, oh, he's like, I'm gonna have Aaron learn something new, and he gonna yeah. be doing media and fashion, and all. it's it's exciting, man.
2: Yeah, and you know that that whole realm, man. You know, I mean, when you're doing this, bro, like I said, you know, it's like you gotta have the, you know, stuff gotta look nice. You know, you gotta have, you gotta have shoe. I'm not a shoe guy, bro. I'm not mm-hmm. a dressy, you know, Chuck dude. But for this. You gotta be, you know, when it yeah. comes to like putting stuff out there, you gotta look nice. And my wife gets; she's telling me like, you need to get you some shoes. You ain't got <laughs> no shoes? We're wearing the same Air Forces and them, them, yeah. sl- them, them, uh, Air Forces and those Crocs, them oversized Crocs <laughs> that you got on, bro. That's it, bro. <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. it. But I had to get some more shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. But by the grace of God, this. Let me tell you what. about my wife, bro. Mm-hmm. My wife, bro. I'm telling you, man. Like when you have a wife in your corner if a or if a wife has a husband when y'all are in each other's corner and like they love the lord like man it makes things so much easier bro like everything that we do like even with the ministry like i'm not just uh in ministry my wife is in ministry too you know what i mean like we're in it mm-hmm. together like this is a co-laboring in this man and so it's like all of that man like when we both work on accord with that she knows that the Lord has called me to do this. I know the Lord has called her to do what she's doing in ministry what she's doing and um, you know, her business and in every other area, like it would be hard to do something with someone who don't believe in what God has for you. Wow. When you have to live with that person Mm. because, and you love that person. So when you love them and they have influence over your heart and can, and really can, change the course of your life based on their response, you know? And so when you have somebody in your corner, that's like, you know, and that's another reason why we do Christian counseling as well. It's another thing we do because we know what it, we know what it takes um, to some extent. And that's not to say we're not learning ourselves, but you know, we're doing it. So if anybody wants that, You can let me know for that, too. Like, we love seeing marriages restored and people getting on the same page. You know, that's always first, man. So Yeah, that's amazing, brother. Um, Yeah. We just crossed over the eight o'clock mark, man.
1: But God is so good. I genuinely enjoyed this discussion. Um, I'm always interested in learning about believers and how they came to the Lord. You know what I mean? Because God is really doing something in this season. And I know he draws each and every one of us. Um, in different ways sometimes. And so it's just yeah. amazing to actually see that happen. Um but yeah, brother, tell everybody um where they can find you in the ministry and the clothing line and things
2: like that. Yeah. So um you can find me on Facebook at um you know Aaron Jackson, the way it's spelled on here. The ministry all things gospel A T L. If uh if my wife's on you can put it in the chat or you can put it in the chat, Brother Gray. Uh, all things gospel ATL, and then the clothing line Facebook um, Anointed Express uh, Anointed Express Apparel, and then Instagram. You can find it find find this at, uh, Anointed Express Apparel. I don't have an Instagram account for the ministry. I do have a personal account, but it's old. Yeah, you know, I don't even. You ain't gonna see nothing on there. Right, so, right, right. <laughs> um, and then I am on TikTok with. The clothing line as well at anointed express so um but m- primarily um you'll see me on youtube Prim- i'm sorry not you yeah youtube too um you'll see me on facebook primarily but we're also on youtube as well all things gospel atl anointed express as praise well. god
1: so, i'm gonna come back yeah. and
2: put the um the
1: links to all of that in the description okay. box so folks will be able to find it and i'm actually do it because sometimes i'll be telling them i'm gonna put something in the description box and i forget or yeah. Just don't do it. I know I need to not make them type of vows. But listen, brother, I'm just (laughs) grateful um, that you came on and kind of shared those things with us. Very excited for what the Lord is doing in your life and your ministry. It's inspirational. um, And I bless God for you and your wife and everybody else that's associated with you. Yeah, That's all I got. Unless you got anything else you want to say, we can go ahead and wrap it up. No, we got to wrap it up, brother. Cool. Well, listen, family, thank y'all for hanging out with us a little bit on this solid talk. Hopefully you were blessed by this message. You know, it takes a lot to walk by faith, but God has given each of us a measure of faith. So you got it. (laughs) You know, just got to use it, you know, but that's all we have. So you all take care
0: and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Calling or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working His goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield the faith That'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger. I can't mess with ya. Points gotta let the rudders will like we keep on testing ya. Just walk and get the best of ya. I'm trying to tell you bruh, All here in the remnants shall be say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me a check. in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect The pages, the blood of Jesus covers all my sin and it erases. I plead it and believe it, so it covers all my bases. Speaking out loud and depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect, call in, or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity. Social media, nothing more than narcissistic vanity. PC culture on a mission, and they try to cancel me, but I know Jesus gonna.